Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On this episode, we have a 2022 preview of all women's soccer content that's going to be live for everybody on CBS Sports. We're so excited to dive into it and sort of give everybody a very quick rundown of some of the great games that they could watch on CBS Sports platforms. But first, a quick reminder, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. If you're listening right now, it only takes a second. You can go ahead and click rate, and it helps us so much here at Attacking Third. I'm so excited to get into all this with you, Lisa, because when we were content planning this, we were like, God, there's just so much good stuff here to just sort of really sink our hands into. And I know that we're really looking forward to a very active 2022. We thought our first six months in 2021 <laughs> chaotic. It's going to be full speed ahead in 2022. We're still we're still ringing in the new year here at Attack and Third. Of course How we are. Here? Of course, we're still ringing in the new year. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the landscape of soccer that is to come in 2022, I feel like a kid in a candy shop. I'm just so excited to watch it, to cover it, to see what unfolds, um, rosters that have to come, new players that are being brought into this field and into the game. There is so much that we have to uncover, but um, it's it's good. And I'm excited to do this with you. And this is really like a primer episode. And as, as we are content planning and, and writing, the rundown for this, I was getting more and more excited for everything that is to come because even like big picture wise, it's World Cup qualifiers. And in the NWSL, there are now 12 teams joining um, two extra from last season. There's just so much to eat up and I'm really pumped to cover it. But today it's just like a little taste. It's like a little yep. teaser that we have for everyone, in us included, honestly. Yeah. No, I love it. And I just some sometimes it's like here here at CBS, it's like right, massive powerhouse for mm-hmm. for soccer rights. People could come to CBS Sports, Paramount Plus, you know, other CBS sports platforms and know that they can find soccer 24-7 around the clock. But for us at Attacking Third, we're always covering a specific side of the ball, right? And we're just like going through this and we're like, it's not just NWSL like anymore you know it's it's we've got the introduction of another of another league that we're going to get into we've got um different world cup qualifiers right in in play we're we're so excited it's truly going to be a very busy year of women's soccer coverage ahead of us here at attacking third but let's start with that let's let's start with our our big juggernaut the one that's got you know a a special place in our hearts right nwsl season is going to kick off sooner than we expect uh at the time of this recording we're already past the, th- the 30 day mark it's, it's going to be a month out from from when uh, players have to report to market where for official preseason camps kicking off and for respective clubs and like you said lisa 
there's going to be 12 teams this time instead of 10. So it's going to be two more teams for us to keep an eye on the league uh, towards the end of that very busy draft week. They also announced a little bit of a framework, right? A timeline and framework in place ahead for the 2022 season. Kind of, it was like a little bit of a gift. It was like a little, you know, to kick off the holiday season for uh, fans looking ahead to 2022. And uh, it talked a little bit about uh, an actual start date for for, uh, checking for preseason in February. It talked a little bit about Challenge Cup, reintroducing that for the third annual year, uh, talking a little bit about the break and everything that's going to be happening in 2022. Lisa, why don't you hit us with maybe some of the bullet points of of some of this NWSL uh, uh, framework for the uh, schedule ahead? It really starts with um, preseason. That's coming up February 1st. Man, that's a really quick turnaround for those players. But from watching them on social media and staying in touch with a lot of players competing in the NWSL, they're so ready to get back with their teams and with their clubs and compete. Um, And it'll be a six-week preseason that does also include a Challenge Cup during the preseason. And although um, the NWSL and the league really dub the Challenge Cup as a tournament within itself, a lot of the teams and the coaches specifically look at it as a preseason to get those preseason games in against competition in the league that you will be competing with the entire regular season, um, which makes it a little easier for coaches during that preseason to not have to schedule so many friendlies with other clubs or younger teams, college teams that are happening because they can really say, okay, Challenge Cup is starting. Uh, These are going to be our our preseason games before we get into the regular season. Um, So it'll be the third time that the NWSL hosts the Challenge Cup. It'll start March 17th and it'll end on May 7th. So just about two months uh, for these teams. And now there's 12 teams competing. So there will be three groups of four teams to accommodate all 12 of those teams. Double round robin matches. So in your group, uh, you will play six matches, two against each other team in your group um, before you even get to the playoffs. And then um, heading into the playoffs for the Challenge Cup, single elimination, and then whoever wins. So that's really the first trophy that a team can raise in in 2022 is the Challenge Cup trophy because that's really how it starts. And then before they get into the regular season, there will be a little bit of a break for these teams. It's not going to just rush right into it, but it's crazy to think that this Challenge Cup, Sandra, started in 2020 as really like the first bubble throughout this pandemic that is still ongoing. Um, But that's what it was for the NWSL. They wanted to play. The players wanted to play. So in July, they went to Utah. They they set up the first bubble for professional sports. And it was the first successful bubble. Remember, I mean, that feels like a lifetime ago, but it's back and it's the third year. Were you expecting the Challenge Cup to make another return this year in 2022? Yeah. You know, I think uh, the league was was pretty dedicated to that. I think when it got announced initially, I mean, it was a it was a very, I wasn't going to say big, it, it was a very epic time uh, when it got launched. I mean, it, it marked history for, for the mm-hmm. league and the sports landscape in the United States, you know, because it, the league NWSL was the first, you know, contact sport, you know, and pro, pro league to make the return to play in sort of the, the beginning stages and height of, of the pandemic in 2020. And based on its success, the league kind of saw it as something that, hey, this is something that we should 
keep going, you know, moving forward. And um, that has sort of also been something that coaches in the past have said that like there needs to be those type of opportunities for the team and their players, you know, for, for the league to sort of, give other players quite frankly opportunities to get runs out there uh but i don't know if they saw it ever being something as like a preseason type of yeah. of tournament i i don't know maybe and, and maybe this is still very early for the challenge cup right it's going to be the third annual one like you like you mentioned and perhaps in the future maybe they'll restructure challenge cup move, moving forward but for now it's still definitely one quick sort of mini tournament that's taking place. And in, you know, in this case, moving forward, um, adjacent to a full regular season, it's going to be viewed as like a preseason tournament, which might not be a bad, a bad thing. You know, last year with the schedule, with so many games, it was the longest season ever. You're talking February to November. Um, and having one of the longer preseasons in history, it sort of felt like maybe players wanted to sort of have something a little quicker, a little sooner for them to get a run out uh, instead of just sort of having to crack at each other during scrimmages and trainings, right? And wanting to actually go up against some some opposition. So um, I'm excited to see what Challenge Cup will bring in, in 2022. Sandra, you mentioned that we could potentially see this landscape change, and I have no insight here. I don't know if you do, but what, are you talking like potentially because they're still trying to figure out what the Challenge Cup is? It could almost be like a Champions League type thing or a tournament within a regular season. Like, hello, let's throw some darts at the board. Let's see what sticks. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it uh, personally. I, I, I'm so used to watching that type of stuff take place in, in other leagues. Right. Uh, but I also wouldn't, you know, be surprised if, if maybe that, you know, they took that into consideration as well, especially because of the type of league it is right. Where uh, it it's a, it's a league that is used to like other, other areas in the world mm -hmm. where they have to maybe take a look at what's going on in front of them, the calendar year and say, Oh, like this year is a, it's a cycle. There's going to be an Olympics. There's going to be a world cup. Maybe in some of these years where there's preparation or considered sort of a, a non-tournament year, international tournament year, that you maybe have something that rotates uh, within the schedule. I'm sure the players would be open to that um, as well. So we'll, we'll see. But for now, Challenge Cup is is being pitched as as a preseason uh, tournament. And and if maybe they keep it as a preseason tournament, and who knows, maybe the NWSL tries to include something else uh, within that during uh, those small uh, breaks that they have during the season. Because we've already, you know, we've already seen um, something like women's ICC come into play. And though it's not, yeah. you know, ran by NWSL, it includes NWSL clubs. And then we saw something with the, uh, you know, the inaugural Women's Cup with uh, Racing Louisville and Chicago Red Star. So we'll we'll see if that continues, uh, you know, mo moving forward. Um, you know, these are all small things that take place in the season, but they're always these like mini tournaments, right, that are just in quick succession, like over the course of, yeah. of a week. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it, but, you know, all with uh, with the players uh, consent, of course, uh, and see how that all sort of uh, shakes out. Uh, but I think one of the big things that stood out for me, Lisa, when we were looking at this sort of NWSL framework for the timeline ahead was the fact that the regular season, you know, is going to look a little bit different 
But if you've been here a little while, maybe look a little bit similar because it has some themes from uh, NWSL seasons past. Like uh, we mentioned already at the top of this episode, how uh, last season was the longest season uh, in NWSL history that included a very early uh, preseason start, included um, a championship that took place uh, almost on the, around Thanksgiving, right? Uh, and then in, in between that, you had Challenge Cup and you had Olympics and, and all that kind of stuff. And 24 games to be played between 10 teams so this this year in 2022 it's going to be the first time since uh, 2014 where the the format's going to mirror some years prior so each team is going to play each other at least once home and away uh, and versus a 24 game season this time it's going to be a 22 game season to sort of help balance out uh, the, the fixtures that take place over over the year but the postseason is still the same the postseason is still the same it's still going to be six teams Lisa right it will be six teams making the playoff. Top two seeds will get a first round bye, which uh, the expanded playoff format we saw first come into play last season in 2021. So they're sticking with it. Um, and the NWSL championship will be the weekend of October 28th. So uh, already it's shortened. It's shortened. The NWSL championship in 2021 was November 20th. And now it's going to be um October 28th weekend for the championship. So, so far teams can win the challenge cup. They can win be shield winners, meaning that they finish number one in the standings and they have the best regular season record. And then you can be an NWSL champion. Um, maybe a team will get the sweep, get all three of them, but it, between the Challenge Cup and the regular season, teams are guaranteed 14 games at home and 14 games on the road. So it is completely balanced from start to end this season, which is really huge for these teams. Because last year, I think with the 24-game season and, and going on the road and playing two against a certain opponent two times at home, once on the road or, or vice versa – Teams kind of got tired by the end of the season. We saw a lot of injuries coming into play. So overall, I am very happy, frankly, with how this season is is shaking out so far and just the framework that we have for it. Um, so uh, a little recap of dates for everyone. Preseason players report February 1st. Um, Challenge Cup will be concluded on May 7th. And the NWSL Championship will be the weekend of October 28th. So three big, big dates that um, everyone needs to be putting on their calendar, their fresh 2022 planners that they have for this year and encircling those dates, because I know I did. But um, it, yeah, really balanced schedule from start to end for these teams. I love that for your fresh 2022 <laughs> calendar. I know for us here, Lisa, like we've already been like marking off and checking off. And oh, yeah. out. I, I opened my 2022 planner that I have, like a tangible planner in like yep. October of 22 or of 21. Excuse me. I had to get some stuff on the books. You you got to plan ahead sometimes. <laughs> you, this might sound kind of like funny, but you got to plan ahead for when the plans don't work out. If that yes. makes sense, right? A little bit. That's kind of that's kind of the vibe. <laughs> uh, but we're excited uh, as always for for NWSL to to make its its return, and we're gonna keep, continue to keep everyone posted on uh, all of the news and updates that come out of the league. Uh, you know, in terms of the the schedule that officially will have to be dropped eventually, and any other uh, you know uh, trades, transfers, uh, coaching hirings, right, vacancies that are still out there. 
And uh, we're going to keep an eye on all of that. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So we wanted to, to show love to NWSL at the top of the episode. But the truth is, is we're going to have so much stuff uh, to cover on the CBS Sports side of things. We've got another league entering the fray for CBS Sports. We are so excited about this when the news dropped on it. The FA Women's Super League will have a home on CBS Sports platforms beginning the summer of 2022 uh cbs will have broadcast rights to the league barclays fa women's super league it's uh, considered the highest league of women's football in england it's got 12 teams fully professional uh, in the 2018-2019 era and they're actually in the middle of their season right now, right? Yeah. They're going to be competing uh, this uh, this weekend. Uh, took a bit of a uh, a break there. We'll just we'll just call it for for now. Uh, haven't played since December the nineteenth, but now. 2022, they're going to get back into the swing of things. going to be match day 11 of 2022, about halfway through their seasons. Why don't you uh, let the folks know where the standings are right now? Let's We're doing it. We're doing it in real time, Lisa. We're doing coverage of the FAWSL. Hit them with the standings. Yes, I'm pumped for this. So match day is back this weekend for the Women's Super League. Number one in the standings right now is Arsenal. So um, that's huge. Number two, Chelsea. Three is Tottenham. Four, Man United. Five, Brighton and Hove. Um, six, Man City. Seven, West Ham. Eight is Reading. Nine, Everton. Ten, Aston Villa. 11, Leicester City, and 12, Birmingham City. So the standings are there right now, and they're just in the middle of their season, um, and it's it's tight. Not quite as tight as NWSL was in the middle of their 2021 season, but the the standings um, are there for the Women's Super League. Lots of teams moving around, and, and the competition is back. Um, so they'll finish out their season, and then come this summer of 2022, these games will be on CBS. So we'll be diving into them more as they come. Um, but I've been watching these games. I've been paying close attention because there's no NWSL right now. I've got to watch some soccer. Um, Sandra, do you watch? Do you have a, a women's Super League team that you follow? Of course I have a women's Super League team that I follow. <laughs> Sandra's Sandra's blue, baby. It's a Chelsea all the way, uh, you know, and it's 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 when you get a chance to to watch these games. And I say that with a little bit of a chuckle, because let's be real. 
there's a little bit of a time difference, right, between between the United States, right, and then uh, over across the pond in, in England. So sometimes these games have very early kickoffs. Sometimes they have not so early kickoffs, and it's nice to get a chance to, to take a look at it. But I tell you what the best part about it is for me personally. It's going to be real nice to get a chance to watch these games on CBS Sports. It's going to be so nice to be able to just sort of have them at our leisure, right, uh, in the event that, things happen because things always happen and you're unable to maybe catch that 5 a.m 6 a.m wake up call Mm -hmm. maybe you can catch it a a little later um but i'm excited for it to to see all the teams really in action not not just chelsea even though i'm i'm partial to them because so many of these clubs have so many great players and you know you hit you hit the audience with with the with the standings lisa and and you forgot to mention that, that the gunners are on top arsenal's on top that's 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 not only Vivian Miedema's arsenal, but it's also Tobin Heath's yeah. gunners, right? So it's like there's there's familiarity there for I think even the casual fan, right? To sort of be able to point at this league and say, I've seen this player before, or I'm familiar with this player. I watched them during NWSL, or I've watched them, you know, during big international competitions and in, in, in a World Cup or, uh, you know, in, in an Olympics, right? Um, and that's the beauty of uh, having this league, I think, at people's fingertips, right? Or right in their device yeah. that they could possibly have it. So I know we are very, very excited about it. And I hope that all of our listeners uh, are going to be excited about it and stay excited about it uh, as well. I'm excited for us to also do, you know, some other different types of content uh, around uh, mm-hmm. WSL. Yes, we're going to want to keep everybody up to date on on the standings, right? But we're excited to maybe get in there and get a look at our favorite goals, right, that come yes. out of certain match days. And, of course, we love defense here. So we're going to be really excited to maybe see some crunchy type of tackles, uh, you know, and, and defense coming into play uh, for the women's super league. So uh, we're, we're hyped for that to have that adjacent to NWSL, but that's not all we've got. We're going to close this out with uh, probably another really big uh, scale type of event. We've got several types of world cup qualifiers coming up. For, uh, for for audiences to view across CBS Sports platforms and uh, to hear us chat about on Attacking Third. I mean, we it almost feels like, well, it almost feels like we got it all, Lisa, doesn't it? We do have it all, Sandra. We are so <laughs> lucky. And Attacking Third, we have it all too for everyone. Um, this is probably um, the most exciting part of 2022, at least for me, because these world cup qualifiers are sometimes more exciting than like actually the world cup games, because these teams are fighting for everything they have to get into these, the world cup. Um, this is huge. A lot of the games have already started in 2021 and a lot of things have already happened. Um, but this is the year. And this really is the summer coming up of 22, where all of the teams will be determined for the world cup and then the Olympics as well that are coming up. So 32 teams competing in, the ninth women's world cup it's being hosted in australia and new zealand um and this is an expanded format in in 2019 there was only 24 women's teams competing now in 2023 there will be 32 so more spots and slots opening up because the women's game is growing thank goodness because um it's about freaking time am i right sandra like it, it is about time that this game keeps growing so 
It's being hosted by Australia and New Zealand. So both of those countries have already qualified for the World Cup and they are the only ones. So we don't know the other teams that are in, but there's a lot of possibilities, especially with 32 teams that will be in the World Cup. Um, but it all starts with the qualifiers because of all the teams in the countries and around the world, you have to narrow it down and it goes by federation. That's, that's how kind of like big picture, that's how it works. So for the United States, they're in CONCACAF along with North America, Central America and the Caribbean. Um, so for Canada and the United States, they're both in CONCACAF um, and, and we'll dive into CONCACAF specifically a little bit year uh, as we dive into these World Cup qualifiers. But Sandra, why don't you hit us with who else could potentially qualify for the World Cup? Yeah, so I mean, obviously the, the big one there is is CONCACAF. We're talking about them a little bit and what we're going to be uh, covering on, on CBS Sports. We're excited to talk about uh, perhaps the, the teams that you maybe don't get a ton of the, the headlines, right? You're talking about United States women's national team, right? Heavy hitters, and you've got Olympic gold medalist Canada, right? But there's a ton of other teams within that, that we're excited to to take a look at and uh, really sort of highlight uh, nations and players uh, moving forward. But, I mean, it's not just CONCACAF that we're going to be uh, taking a look at at CBS Sports and attacking third. Uh, we've got uh, – we've already had a, a number of games for, for UEFA for the European uh, World Cup qualifiers, and coming up very, very soon is going to be uh, the AFC uh, Asian Women's Cup. And that also uh, runs as their qualifiers as well. And these are, again, events, all types of fixtures that you can catch – on CBS Sports, Paramount Plus. And uh, I think the other thing that I'm really excited about with this, <laughs> Lisa, and we've been teasing it a little bit in this one because this is this is the episode where we're letting everybody know what's coming at them on Attacking Third CBS Sports in 2022. Uh, but we're going to have uh, previews coming up for a lot of these qualifiers that are taking place. So while we'll be taking really closer looks and like a close watchful eye on something like CONCACAF, right? Something like the Asian UEFA coming up because we have access to those games and are able to, to take a look at them. That doesn't mean that we're just going to stop there. We're very, very excited to take a look at really all of these different, uh, you know, participating uh, nations and regions. And uh, I don't think people realize that this is going to come up much quicker than they anticipate. It's like you you see this and it's like maybe you look at the end date like oh like you'll have the results in the summer. We'll know who's going to the World Cup, right? But there's a start for all of these different qualifiers and so many of them are already taking place in January and February. Again, it's coming much quicker than people anticipate. The Asian Women's Cup is going to be kicking off on January 20th and they're going to uh get into competition and we're going to have again, a preview of that coming up soon, but then you've got, you know, CONCACAF February the 16th, you've got uh, UEFA February 23rd uh, going all the way through to October. So there's, there's a lot here uh, that we're excited uh, to get into and also excited to maybe bring some guests back in, right, Lisa, get some, get some friends back in uh, maybe some new faces in to, to talk about this. Uh, we're just, uh, we're just here to, to talk and ramble is our heart's desire about uh, about this space uh, with everybody moving forward. Yes, I'm pumped to get some guests on and hear their thoughts about maybe underdogs heading into the World Cup qualifiers. What teams could maybe make a run and and head all the way to the World Cup and and make 
big splashes at the 2023 World Cup. Because when you look at the landscape for women's soccer and all of the different teams in the club, of course, there are the the heavy hitters, like you mentioned, the United States, Canada, Brazil, um, France, like lots of these teams are going to be making a big splash in these World Cup. But some of the smaller teams and especially in the different federations, uh, like the Asian Cup that is coming up, there are 27 teams that will be competing in that and only six qualifying spots. So that's like the grand scope of things. Yes, the World Cup overall will have 32 teams involved, but there are so many teams that are going to fight to get there. And a lot of teams that won't make it just based on it. I mean, in CONCACAF, there are 32 teams competing in the CONCACAF Women's Championship, uh, the, the W Championship, to try to get into the World Cup. It's it's crazy. In Africa, there are 43 teams. UEFA has 51 teams. There are just players all over the world that this is their biggest year ever because if you qualify for the World Cup, that's in. Hopefully we'll see some first-time teams getting into the World Cup. That's what I want to see. But um, lots more previews to come of all of these qualifiers, uh, which ones we're keeping an eye on, our dark horses, some underdogs, and our guests will give us their insight. Let us take a peek into their mind as to which teams they're going to be watching for. I think you're correct. I think there is going to be the potential to have, uh, you know, some some new, you know, debutantes, right, for for the World Cup. Because, A, there always is in some capacity, right, whenever a World Cup comes around. Uh, but the fact that this competition is going to expand from 24 to 32 teams is obviously going to open up some some space and potential for there uh, to be some some new faces uh, in the 2023 World Cup. And, um, yeah. Just, just hyped about it. I'm getting a little overwhelmed just thinking, thinking about it in the in the in the best of ways. But I'm also thinking a lot about how all of our coverage is actually gonna gonna actually just kind of seamlessly like connect everything mm-hmm. together. Like I'm thinking about like starting off the top of this episode, Lisa, and talking about NWSL and then talking about women's super league, right? And there's gonna be people who watch these qualifiers and be like really intelligent about it and be like, you know what? I know about Sam Kerr, Frank Kirby, because I watch them, you know, on on CBS and 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 Women's Super League and and what they can bring to to either Australia or or, yeah. or to England, right? And this is like part of like that's part of the joy and part of the fun and sort of seeing all of these things kind of mesh and come together. Uh, it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite things uh, about this sport is sort of seeing uh, taking things from club and then sort of seeing how they pan out on, on the international stage. And uh, I'm excited to to cover all of it. I'm excited to to cover it all with you specifically. And of course, our guests who come in and join us are our experts, right? We'll call them. We shouldn't just call them guests. Our experts to come on in and chat about it all. Uh, but that'll all come with time. We've plugged the previews. We've plugged the guests. We hope everyone is excited for the year ahead on Attacking Third and CBS Sports and everything that we've got in the books for you all. I want to thank you all for listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Spotify, uh, you can leave any questions for us over on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star review with a question, and Lisa and I will answer as part of our mailbag segment. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And we'll be back with more coverage for Santa Rita and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking Third. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. 
Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.